0: Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider College Football Podcast. Uh, Entering mid-season here, Mitch. Uh, Rolling on into, uh, where are we at here? Week 7 going on this week. Hard to believe, man. Um, We'd like to thank our sponsors for this segment. Uh, Sponsored by Firehouse and Docks downtown on 4th Street. A great place to go watch the games over the weekend. Uh, Saturday College Football and Sunday NFL. And uh, I'd like to thank uh, Mitch's sponsor, Size Locker Room, for the Iowa State segment and the Black and Gold Shop for the Iowa Hawkeye segment. And uh, the Huskers have an off week, so Garrett's not joining us this week. Uh, so it's just you and I, my man. Um, and uh, let's go ahead and cut to the chase here. Uh, your Cyclones coming off a really nice win at home against TCU. And looked the part very much so uh, last Saturday night.
1: Needed that legacy game. Yeah. Uh, needed it a lot. Yeah. Uh, just a great atmosphere at, at Jack Trice with the, you know, the hundredth season mm-hmm. of Jack Trice's passing, and you know, it's it, it. just it felt like it was a game that if at any time it needed to happen, obviously I would have yeah. liked it to happen earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. But to get everything clicking, offense, defense, special teams, uh, everything was going the way that I would envision a winning Cyclones team to play Mm -hmm. uh and you know I thought I think through the whole season you want to limit his turnovers the game against OU didn't help him uh but Rocco I think looks definitely more than serviceable at quarterback uh the running backs have have really gotten on Cortavius Norton Eli Sanders uh and then Abu Sama had a really nice run in, in the game last week and then Receiving wise, I think uh, you know he's starting to get more trust with his receiver. Obviously, his go-to target and Jalen Noll. You also have Higgins, uh, and we have a couple other plethora receivers. the The tight ends have done a really good job offensively. Yeah. Uh, Bromer, I, I love I him like as a freshman. Kid. Love yeah. that kid. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 moving in the right the right way. And then on the defensive side, the these younger guys that have you know gotten their first couple starts under Haycock system, really starting to learn. Uh, and, and play really well, you know, T.J. Tampa on one side, you know, Malik Verdon had a pick, Bo Freeler had two, um, you know, you got playing a linebacker, uh, you know, you have some young guys, Carson Willich has made a, a, a spot, Will McLaughlin had an interception mm-hmm. last week, um, <clears throat> Sadowski starting a, as a true freshman, uh, just a lot of young pieces that are coming together and playing the, the style of football that we're accustomed to seeing mm-hmm. for, as Cyclone fans, and it's going to be mm-hmm. a really good test. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a team that you're going up against that averages uh, 490 total yards of offense every game that they have played. Uh, they're on a three-game skid though, right now. Is Cincinnati um, had a, have they have a proven quarterback in Emory Jones who played at Florida now at Cincinnati um, Keener or Keiner, uh, their running backs uh, a really good back. He's got almost 500 yards on the season five uh, and two touchdowns, and they have a good amount of receivers as well too. Uh, first time playing in the the expansion team's uh, stadium. Uh, got the BYU game yeah. later on in the year, but first time going uh, to Cincinnati. Um, I want to say actually ever uh, that they've they've played against each other. It's been a, a long yeah. long time. Uh, should be interesting. Kind of get the the feeling of the fans. It's not as big a stadium, but I w- I watched the game when they played against OU. That stadium can get very loud for forty thousand people. Yeah. Um, and you know Cincinnati kind of it's their. They have the Bengals, but they kind of p- yeah. keep the the Bearcats like the Bengals, <clears throat> and uh, those those fans in Cincinnati are crazy. So I'm yeah. excited for for the uh, the challenge I would say has ahead of them. I'm uh, just gonna have to piece together a, a full full game, uh, limit the turnovers, which I think they've done a really good job of the last couple games, uh, and you just just go up and play your style of football. It's gonna yeah. be a game that uh, it seems the, just about every game right at 100 yards is what Cincinnati's letting up. And to get to that milestone and get over that hump of 100 yards, rushing is going to be huge for Iowa State. Haven't been able to do it in a lot of the early games. We're trying to figure out the offensive line. I think that with, you know, um, Clayton and and the rest of the offensive line group and the offense, just the system with Shieldhouse and how they've been running it, Really started to click in that uh, Jack Trice legacy game against TCU. Uh, different holes open up for running backs that I haven't seen open up since in, since you know last year and in years past. Um, Rocco, you know, had some time to throw. Did get? I mean, he did, does get sacked, um, but just having him to have time to make the right decisions and elongate drives is going to be huge for for Iowa State. You know, going forward we seem to put ourselves in better more manageable situations third and shorts mm-hmm. uh, rather than third and eights where you know even if uh, you you do uh, run the infamous shallow crosser Uh, on a a third and three you're probably going to pick the first down up because it's going to be a five yard route Um, now if it's a five yard down on third and seven you already put yourself behind the eight ball to where that receiver after the catch has to make up ground Uh, so just putting yourself in in good situations I think you know special teams has made a a really vast improvement this year Mm -hmm. Um, you know with punting and you know field goal wise Uh, had a missed field goal in the last game but I think that's going to happen just got to clean up some some little mistakes, but playing a full three phases of uh, football is something that I hadn't seen Iowa State do in a long time. I felt like they played a full three phases against TCU, and look what happens. You come out with yeah. a victory. Yeah. And, you know, TCU, I understand it's a whole different team. You don't have Duggan, you don't have Demarcado, you don't have a lot of these guys. Uh, on the team that you had last year, no Johnson. He's playing up in, in with the Chargers. But mm-hmm. to to go in and beat a team and really only give up seven points, that last touchdown was given up with a minute yeah. or so left to go. But to beat a team twenty seven to 14, 27 to seven, really, uh, that just played in the national championship game last year. Because um, there's still some a lot of guys that are from that team that that played on TCU last year. So it, it's a it's a huge confidence boost. Right at the perfect time in the season, I think that they need it. You know, Matt Campbell was fired up. Um, we had some old coaches. No, uh, Dan McCarney was there for, yeah, for was pregame cool. and post-game yeah. speech. Yeah. It just it it felt like if Iowa State was going to win that game, they needed to play some solid football. They did, and it felt like this could be the the stepping stone of where they want to be i mean mm-hmm. if, if you want to play for a bowl game this year this is kind of the game you want to resemble it off of and you know watching as a fan uh unfortunately i wasn't at the game but watching as a fan uh you know just through the highlights and just what different people posted and and talked about the the feeling there was that hey i know understand basketball is in the the very near future here uh but we have a pretty talented football team. Like mm-hmm. they haven't showed it in the three losses that they played. They they played and they looked kind of pitiful. Uh I mean Iowa they looked okay. Ohio couldn't get anything going and, and then OU just flat out just got beat up on. Mm-hmm. Uh but we have a good football team that's right now three and three and has a chance to turn the trajectory yep. to to be playing a bowl game, you yep. know, in, in December or um I wouldn't say early January, but definitely in December. Uh, and when you looked at the beginning of the season with everything that was underlined, oh, I, I think you kind of circled three wins and went, Hey, if we can get the three wins, we'll be good. We're at yeah. that point now, halfway yeah. through the season. Yeah. What's the second half going to dictate? It definitely starts um, with an 11 o'clock kickoff and in Cincinnati against a team that's, you know, kind of trying to figure out its identity too. They start off two and 0, you know, then all of a sudden played against the Miami of Ohio team lost, lost against Oklahoma and then suffered a loss to, to BYU, uh, what what season is Cincinnati going to have? Are they going to be able to turn around? Uh, it should be an interesting game of two teams trying to really find their identity in week seven. Uh, but I couldn't be be happier where Iowa State sits right now with how the guys have matured and grown yeah. from watching them week one against you and I till now. It's a, it's a completely different team, um, hopefully, with the completely same outcome. In and in a Cyclones get a W on Saturday.
0: Yeah, uh those those are great points, Mitch. <clears throat> and one other thing that I would mention too with that is just the maturation of your offensive line. I you can see it from week one till now. Just the progression. Um and you guys have home run ability at running back too. So, um they don't have to be eight, ten, twelve play drives. I mean, the Sama kid, you and I stood underneath uh, Cedar Falls Unidome and, and watched him. He's fast inside, he's fast outside. So you just give him a little bit of a crease and he can house it. But uh, interested um, because of all these new conference realignments and stuff, uh, I look for a good contingent of Iowa State fans to be there. New stadium, new team you're playing. So, and, you know, conversely with that next year, same thing with the Big Ten. So,
1: yeah, not a super far travel either. I mean, Ohio, yeah. Cincinnati, yeah. Ohio is decently far, but and it's kept...
0: recruiting territory for Coach Campbell. Big Absolutely. Ten. Big Ten. Absolutely. Yeah. So, no, uh, looking forward to your game Saturday, and uh, hopefully the clones can pull it out there. Um, And then uh, I'll go ahead and let you kind of signal me in here.
1: Yeah, your Hawks go into some familiar territory, a team that's kind of given you fits the last couple years, uh, but a team that's really got a new identity on offense. uh, and The Badgers of Wisconsin, given 9.5 to your Hawks, I'm a little – Interested on what you feel about that, and yeah. um, obviously we haven't talked since the the last time when you had a healthy Cade McNamara. So with McNamara yeah. out, um, offensively, you know, haven't seen a huge progression with with Hill at quarterback. But right. man, I I tell you what, that Phil Parker defense is unbelievable, and. A uh, kid we know all too well, Cooper Dejean's making a heck of a name for himself, and I think he's starting to climb up some draft boards yeah. uh, f- for you guys. and yeah. Honestly, I like, I, even though it's a, it's going to be a game uh, in, in a little bit of the bouncy house over there in Wisconsin, going to be jumping around, Yeah. I, I like the Hawks to, to at least cover uh, yeah. in this one. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts and sure. kind of what you've seen out of the, the last couple weeks. Hawks are still five and one so yeah. uh, there's I mean this is this is a team that still has every bit of control to win and yeah. play where it wants to in yeah. the Big Ten West
0: yeah they're five and one it's not the nice it's not the prettiest car so oh, no. in a lot but but it'll get you point it'll to get B. you from point A to point B that's right um, so uh, I'm typically um, by birth an eternal optimist so um, a little bit of reality set in with me when Cade McNamara went down. And uh, you suddenly realize, okay, Deacon Hill's in here. Um, you know he doesn't have playing experience, so you're learning on the fly. Um, and you know, last week was there was there <laughs> there was some passes that just flat got away, man. I mean, it didn't look good. And I know he was amped up, but he's gonna have to. You know, I what I would do. Um, If I was the offensive coordinator, I don't think I can do a a worse job than what's being done right now. I'll go on record with that. I mean, why not get him a safe, like, screen pass to get him settled into the game? Um, There was no screen um, last week, and Purdue was penetrating upfield really quickly, and Iowa's had some success with the screen pass. Um, Obviously... Uh, you know, with that having said that, though, the running game kind of came to came together last week a few times, and I'm seeing progress there in the offensive line, and it helps to have Caleb Johnson back. Um, he's a big piece of the the running game there, and um, having him, and uh, now uh, that they've created a little bit of depth behind him, it gives you some hope here for the future. But uh, you're gonna have to uh, Iowa one, don't turn the ball over two um, you even if you can't score on a drive you got to flip field position so two three first downs and play field play the field position game um, Wisconsin looks different to me I got to watch them a couple times so far and <clears throat> their new new quarterback Tanner Mordecai um, came over from SMU and um, the new OC at Wisconsin, uh, was with Mac Brown at North Carolina, Phil Longo, and his system's completely different um, from anything that's been run at Wisconsin in the last 25, 30 years. So um, they, they'll spread you out. They're still having success in the run game. You know Wisconsin, they always have running backs. So Braylon, Allen's there. Uh, Chaz Malusi, uh, his backup actually um, is injured and lost for the year as of I think a week ago, two weeks ago. Um, So they lost a little bit of depth there. But uh, they can strike downfield, but he likes to get out of the pocket and run too. So uh, just a few things um, for Iowa um, to be on their toes with there. I think special teams, um, you know, Iowa's going to win that battle most weeks. And I think this week um, they've got a little bit of advantage in the punt game. I think uh, Wisconsin's uh, kickers proved to be pretty consistent. And, uh, you know, he hits from anywhere from 35 to 45 yards out with consistency. So, kind of a push there. But uh, I think if Iowa can get the receivers involved, I I don't understand how you run an offense, Mitch, and your receivers, you know, don't have any receptions. And, you know, (laughs) Mitch has got big eyes right now, guys. Um, So, um, last week, this one, I laughed when I saw it because I got a good sense of humor. So what's Iowa do last week? They set up a screen where there was a tackle eligible play. I mean, we were trying to get a left tackle into the end zone before a receiver. I mean, I, I, I just don't understand it, man. Well, and
1: I think the the biggest thing too is you are bringing a different quarterback and, and not that you with your with McNamara he wasn't comfortable with any receiver because I think he was but the bet the biggest thing for a quarterback is to find a receiver that he's comfortable with and I mean granted if he even if he throws to him eight times a game he's still throwing to a receiver eight times a game and Iowa you know being you know tight end you they have you have your tight ends that are always going to be good I mean Mm -hmm. you have uh, even you know your maybe your best one is out for the year. You still have backups that are are serviceable and can play Eric all coming in. Um, You get a couple of those targets to a a tight end, but these receivers, Deontay Vines, you know, Brown, they can all make things happen when there's not a lot of space, whereas tight ends can't. They're a reliable target. Yeah, they can catch it 5, 10, 15, 20 yards down the field. Mm -hmm. But – if I can throw a screen pass or a quick slant or something to a receiver and then after the catch, he makes 15, 20 yards out of it, whereas a tight end is going to get tackled after two or three yards of a gain, I'm throwing it to a receiver every time. And they just – it just doesn't seem like it's in the repertoire for yeah. Ferentz to try to get them involved. No. And I don't know. it just It's – to me, lining up a receiver – um Running around and maybe only getting one target a game. Like I granted, it's team ball. I understand that, but I feel like I wouldn't be utilized enough to m- give our team a chance to win the football game. Um, you know, I'm. I'll do everything I need to. If we're gonna run student body right or student body yeah. left, I'll block all, all game if you need me to. But I mean, give me give me a chance to to make something happen with the ball in my hands. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then and then the receivers because I have seen <clears> some <throat> games too where they've thrown to receivers. When your number's called on, you have to make the catch. I've seen a lot of drop passes, too, so it's not just on the quarterbacks. Uh, But, yeah, when your number's called on as a receiver, this might be the only throw that comes your way in the game. Make the reception.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And, you know, um, looking at last week's game, the win over Purdue, which was a good win at home, uh, but Iowa should have been able to add another 14 points on the scoreboard just – didn't take advantage of field position and just some errant throws and maybe another week of practice and communication would help. But now you're on the road. So um, one thing I've noticed, though, as I don't think McNamara was ever even maybe 80%, 75%, because Iowa completely canned uh, the bootleg game. And that's I don't think Cade could move that well. So he couldn't come out of that fake handoff pivot back around because of that quad. So I'm hoping that, you know, that gives a quarterback, you know, you're going to have two receivers on that side of the field when you come around. Most likely it's a back or a tight end over the top or a tight end and a wide receiver over the top. So if they can get some uh, running game going and use that bootleg series um, to give uh, Deacon Hill some easy throws, play side, um, rolling back out to the right, that could be effective in, in moving the offense. So, right.
1: And he's not like a super mobile guy, but I no. mean, that's a that's a big guy to take. If he wants to tuck dude. and a run, yeah. Yeah. that's a I big mean, guy to take down. That's, yeah. a, that's a guy that lowers his shoulder and yeah. can truck a corner. Right. You know, it's it, it brings a little bit more versatility yeah. to that game. And, you know, I, I think that's a, a huge thing for them is to start the game – have your offense get comfortable. That's what happened in the first series uh, uh, last week against Purdue. Got that rushing touchdown, and then the floodgates kind of opened. It was just Iowa kind of felt like they were just doing whatever they kind of wanted on offense. Some drives did stall out, but against a team like Wisconsin, you're definitely going to have to come out and play aggressively to start, move the chains, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as much as you can. And I I don't think – Going away with three points and with an opening drive is going to be good enough. I think you have to set the tone, touchdown lead if you get the yeah. ball to start, yeah. and then let the chips fall where you all. Because that defense has been so good all year, yeah. maybe minus one game against Penn State, but at that point everything had fallen off the tracks for them. Yeah, everything's kind of back on now. They've they've settled in, played two games well, uh, defensively, and you know I I think getting off to a seven nothing lead is the biggest. Help for this offense that there could possibly be in in a game because, you know, the way the defense plays, who knows? Seven points might be all you need. Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, who knows? And, you know, again, just, I know I'm a homer. I'm from the area, but Cooper Dejean, my gosh, man, kid is, he just makes play after play all the time. And, you know, this is a game where I could see him, you know, he, he finally got some room on the punt return against Michigan State. If he can get, a little bit of room Saturday, he could easily set up field position or just house one. So I don't look for a lot of balls to be thrown his way Saturday, and it looks like they're calling for rain up there. So it could be an interesting uh, outcome there just due to the weather. Yeah,
1: it should be be interesting to see, especially because Wisconsin is more of an air raid team than what they have been years past too. Um, Two games, but none in – Well, one game will technically be Big Ten play um next we our next year but two games i want to like touch on and see what one you're more going to tune into Mm -hmm. um that aren't iowa iowa state or nebraska with nebraska having a bye oregon washington or sc notre dame what game do you Mm. like more and why
0: boy that's a hell of a question um you know i i love the usc notre dame rivalry i think it's fantastic but for me this week, the hot ticket is the Oregon Washington game, and you know I'm just so impressed with Washington and, and Penix, and then Oregon. You know they're good. Oh, Nix has been good. playing well. Yeah, he's been oh playing really God. well. So, oh, those are both four quarter games. When when I just you know three hundred foot view for me, it's gonna they'll go fourth quarter. Uh, whoever has the ball last may win each of those games. Yeah. So
1: I I have a, a couple friends that are actually going to the Notre Dame SC oh, nice. game. So. Uh, I'm going to be paying attention to that one a little bit more. I just need to see how Notre Dame responds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, N- Notre Dame, after after their their heartbreaking loss against Ohio State, then they go to Duke and really yeah. get worked by Duke. Yeah. Or no, uh, not the Duke game. They win the Duke game, uh, but they lose to Louisville. Yeah. Uh, so, you, you just have those games where you're like, okay, well, I think this Notre Dame team's going to show up. But what Notre mm-hmm. Dame team does, they play a better defense than SC does because SC let and, and Arizona's not a slouch, but Arizona came back and sh- probably should have won that game. Oh, yeah, for And sure. if if national titles and Heismans are in Caleb Williams' future, uh, you need to not lose to Arizona. Yeah. So I think that game's in- intriguing to me because does Notre Dame – you know, if they lose, they slide out of the top 25. If they yeah. win, where do they? Where do you evaluate them? Them at a, yeah. after at that point with two losses mm-hmm. to two ranked teams, mm-hmm. uh, one at home, one on the road, uh, and then a win uh, against a ranked team on the road, and they still have a decent part of their schedule coming up too. Yeah. Um, where do they kind of sit if they were to win a game? If SC wins and Williams has an outstanding game like he has all season. Is he a lock for the Heisman? Yeah. Where, do the, where does SC rank then? They're at five right now. Do they jump even higher? They're at 10 right now, excuse me. They're at 10. Do they go even higher um, than that? You're uh, going to assume that obviously Oregon or Washington, one of those teams is going to lose. Do they jump them. Are they the front runner to win the Pac 12? A lot of things go into yeah. that game, yeah. um, but I mean, both games are going to be extremely fun to watch. That Oregon Washington game, take the over. I don't even care if the over's <laughs> at hundred. Take the over,
0: fifty-one forty-eight. It's going to be just something a, like that. It's
1: going to be a na- just a nasty game if you like defense. Yeah. Just a game you're going to want to turn it off. Both those <laughs> quarterbacks are. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. I think, though, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Bo Nix last year, mm-hmm. uh, but this year he's really improved his draft stock. Both those quarterbacks could be and should be taken in the first round. They're not talked about enough. Um, yeah. Should be a really good matchup uh, with some, some Pac-12 football. And, you know, Pac-12 is the, the conference to be in this year. Yeah, I, I tell you what, yeah. it's, you know, after this year it's going to be yeah. gone and done with. But this year it's, it seems like the most entertaining football is happening in the Pac-12. And, you know, I'll ride that train until it's done after the year, but I think those two games are going to be as pivotal to watch, no matter who you cheer for. Obviously, I'm going to have an eye Iowa- on the Iowa game, and I'm going to have an eye on yeah. the Iowa State game right. uh, during the day, but I think those two games are must-watch TV, and yeah. I think for, for a multitude of reasons, rivalry, have you, um, just a, the overall magnitude of positioning and everything like that should be a, a good week of, uh, of college football, and you know we've been kind of spoiled, Marty. It's been seven weeks of really good football and yeah. some upsets, some yep. some you know kind of stinkers, some blowouts. But you know seven weeks through, and I haven't been disappointed with one week of football yet. So no, not at all. We'll hopefully keep the the train going, and yep. you know next week we'll be right back here talking about the crazy games that happened this week.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, well, thanks again to our sponsors here as we wrap up, uh, Firehouse and Docks down on Fourth Street. College football all day Saturday, NFL on Sunday, and special thanks to Size Locker Room and the Black and Gold Shop. And Mitch and I will talk to you again next week.